A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, I'm Penn Holderness. And I'm Kim Holderness. And yeah, this is still... This is a podcast. We are doing a podcast from our uh, from our attic, and we've already loaned out some of our microphones to other people who are taking I a know. podcast, because there's really not much else to do, is there? Yes. Well, we've been keeping busy. We've been making lots and lots of silly videos. It helps our brain uh, to, to make these videos, and we hope they make you laugh. This is a podcast. We go a little deeper. Mm-hmm. We try to also make you laugh, but we try to go a little deeper. Um, it's and- also an opportunity to let you guys know just kind of what we're up to. Mm-hmm. And this is an interesting time to know what anyone is up to. Right. I, I'm I'm genuinely curious as I look out my attic window and I'm looking down at the houses below. I'm like, what are they doing to keep busy? Like, what are they... They're What's probably looking on? out their window at and you right now. Let me wave. Hi, guys. I, I mean, honestly, if you're smart, I'll say this. If you're smart, you're not just sitting there. Like, if you are if you don't have anything to do, you're thinking of something new to do. I think there's going to be this crazy creative boom from people all over the world. Just the memes. Right. <laughs> the memes have the been meme. great. The memes have been uh, awesome. Um, but I will say, so we are recording this, I think it's important to tell you, on March 25th, mm-hmm. my mother's birthday. And um, so by the time this comes out next Tuesday, the world may change drastically. But as we are, we are self-isolating, we are keeping our social yeah. distance. We have not in our community been put under a shelter in place, but we are already acting like that. We only leave the house to go to the grocery store. I'm the one that goes to the grocery store because Penn has asthma and if he, contra- yeah. whatever, if, uh, by the way, if I bring it home, sorry. Um, <laughs> so we are really trying to limit, but I keep telling my kids who are doing an awesome job that this is something they are going to tell their kids about. It's not, and I've, I've been encouraging them to keep a journal. And Lola's like, like Diary Van Frank. I'm like, no, sweetie, we're not even going to go on that level. But I'm hoping that they have some good memories from this. I'm hoping that this time of this opportunity to just buckle down. She's she's discovered Lola's discovered she's loving learning with this distance learning yeah. format. She really at least she said like we, I, I want to I, mean, I want to give it a week, but it seems to me like she's because Lola has a little bit of daddy's genes of just being able to retain and focus when someone's just sitting in front of you talking and I think using the screen it I think for some for it's not for some reason I think for obvious reasons it's helping her. Yeah. So um, we're we're trying to look at the bright side. Um it, this is going to be a fun episode by the way. I don't think we've told you what we're doing. We're going to talk to Dr. Emily King. She is a regular on the podcast. She works with children, particularly uh special needs children. She has a great disclaimer that we get to read for her every well, single time. I, I Dr. Emily King, she's a licensed <laughs> psychologist and health <laughs> services provider <laughs> and private practice. She specializes in working with children, adolescents with anxiety, ADHD, autism spectrum disorder. She's very fancy, has lots of fancy degrees. But the, but the, okay, the, the disclaimer is that she's she's not your doctor, basically. And it's just for informational purposes anyway. And we talked to her okay, we're good. Sorry. We talked to her mostly as as a working mom and as as um advice and just a touch point to 
to kind of help the rest of us. And she's great because she she is a mom. She is a professional. She is a teacher. She's got a great uh, adage that she gives us about all of that. But the funny part is uh, we tried to record this podcast with her yesterday. And I think we have some clips from that where she realized as she was about to talk that she'd not had a chance to figure out with her husband where the childcare was and her kid came in. So let's play that real quick. I want you to know we've started our podcast and Emily is dealing with what miscommunication. A lot, of, a lot of other people are dealing with this right now. Keep going, Emily. You're doing great. Okay, hold on, guys. Okay. <laughs> this is this is like hearing an animal in the wild. Listen, as a professional deals with her children while working from home. I think she just put us on mute. Now I feel silly. <laughs> For whispering. Yes. Very okay, I'm going to mute myself for a sec and handle the situation nope. and be right back. Don't, don't mute yourself. Me. Don't, don't mute. This is good stuff. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> seriously, I think my husband didn't get the memo and he seriously just went to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not the plan. Not the plan. Do you want to do this at a different time? We could do this tomorrow. Um, in case he has gone rogue on me, what are the times <laughs> tomorrow? We're really open. <sighs> <laughs> this is honestly the this this is the this podcast my husband, okay I, if he if, if we um communicate a little better tomorrow i could do the same time tomorrow perfect this works because he finishes work at 4 30 mm-hmm. um and he can be with the kids i don't have child care tomorrow okay. so it would have to be at 4 30 yeah that that totally works um and we'll get which it. may be better because i'm I'm pretty tired right now. No, totally. Why don't girl. we just let Emily, oh Emily not do this right now? Yeah, that's I'm I'm the the best feeling ever. Yeah, is canceling. he forgot about the podcast, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm at Harris Teeter. We oh are keeping this in, by the way, Emily. Of course we are. Life. Okay, no, life. so let's do this. So we're we're gonna Emily, we're gonna talk to you again tomorrow. Would you tell us what just happened and how that applies? No, to, we'll talk to her tomorrow. To the life lessons. Because here's the thing. My husband and I have been like parallel working all day. So like we're with each other, but we're not interacting <laughs> because we're either on a computer or on a call and like we're missing each other's cues like all day. Wow. And so he probably hit 430 and was like, oh, my God, get me out of this house. <laughs> and he went to the store. I mean, at least he's not in a bar. Like, I mean, what, there's, right? those are well, they're not open, so yeah. that wasn't an option. Well, I mean, there is a, there's a beer section. It was a Harris bar Teeter. or it was the home or Harris Teeter. Um, okay, girl, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 430. Okay, guys, sorry. Bye. No, bye. you're fine. Okay, oh, thanks, bye. Guys. bye. Okay, bye. Oh, that couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> I just think that's great. Like, I think everyone is going through this and and she's going to tell us how to get through all of this as someone who is going through all of this. First, I'm going to read you something she'd put on her Facebook page and this little passage she wrote just made, it healed my heart a little bit. First, I'm going to read something that Dr. Emily King wrote for us. Parents, what we are being asked to do is not humanly possible. (laughs) There is a reason we are either a working parent or a stay-at-home parent or a part-time working parent. Working, parenting, and teaching are three different jobs that cannot be done at the same time. It's not hard because you are doing it wrong. It's hard because it's too much. Do the best you can. When you have to pick, because at some point you will, choose connection. 
Pick playing a game over arguing about an academic assignment. Pick teaching your child to do laundry rather than feeling frustrated that they aren't helping. Pick laughing and snuggling and reminding them that they are safe. If you are stressed, lower your expectations where you can and virtually reach out for social connection. We are in this together. To stay well, that means mentally too. That was beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Emily King. You are so welcome. <laughs> let me, so let I me wrote also, that, yeah. um, gosh, I wrote that in a Facebook post. I've forgotten which day, but I think it was Tuesday. They're all blending um, together. <laughs> they're all blending together. But I quickly realized, um, I, you know, on paper, it all looks fun to be able to do all of this, but it's absolutely not possible. Um, I think we all got really jazzed up with our color-coded schedules last <laughs> week. That was just like a blip on the radar of like, oh my gosh, I think I can do this. This is fun and exciting. And then, um, and at least in my family, our work when w- both of our work schedules got moved back into the house and we were both trying to figure out our space where we were going to be in the house to work um, and then losing our grandparent childcare. Right. Um, losing really just any type of group childcare, like friends, you know, taking turns with families of parent friends watching each other. It's not humanly possible. And then even if you have teaching skills, even if you're a teacher at home with your own kids, you're a mom and you are also probably setting up online learning for your students. And it's just not possible. So I wanted everyone to know that if it hadn't occurred to them yet. <laughs> And I didn't want anyone to feel like they were failing because there's too much to do. It's hard because it's, it's, it's too much to do. It's and too much. Um, we, um, as parents, our number one priority actually is our own mental health. I know that we are like conditioned to like, are the kids okay? Are my parents okay? Um, you know, all of those things. But here's how family systems work. When the parent is okay, everybody else is going to be okay too. Our kids are really seeing this as I'm out of school. Um, I have less, I I don't have homework. I have less of a tight schedule. We're not in the car all the time. The downsides for them are the limitations of being outside with groups, Mm -hmm. the limitations of restaurants, the limitations of all of the activities that they love and get to do. But they're not... um, at least yet, I know this is going to go on and we could, whenever this airs, be thinking, wow, back a week or two ago when we were talking about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> things were okay. And now it's, you know, dragging on. But as long as we are steady and settled and getting what we need, um, our families are going to be okay. And I don't want an academic task or a parent who is trying to do the job of a teacher and a parent and a um your actual job um, to, to think that you're failing because that is just going to lead to stress and overwhelm and it's not necessary. It's that whole metaphor, like you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Exactly. <laughs> you have to, and I have to say I've become much better at that, but my kindergarten teacher wrote in my report card that like Kim does not do well with transitions. Like I do start struggle with like a sudden change in routine. Like that's not my jam. I don't know how many, pe- not a lot of people are good at it. But what was really like what I've focused on this week is 
for me, exercise is my mental health, like an important mental health tool. And I was having to do stuff at home instead of going to a gym. But my normal workout time is now jacked because I have little people at my feet. So now I've just claimed it. I'm ignoring them. My kids are old enough where I can ignore them. So Mm -hmm. I don't have a toddler that's getting into something. So I can ignore them for an hour and they're going to live. And I've just claimed that in the morning and they know they can't, you know, bust in on me. Um, even though I'm doing my workout in the living room. Um, We're all having to, this is why everyone in the last week or two has forgotten to do things and are saying things like, oh my gosh, my brain is mush. And I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when we have too many things happening in our brain, too many decisions to make and too many changes. So anything that's routine that you are doing automatically, you're not using a lot of brain power to do that. You know, we don't actively think about where we're driving our car. Mm -hmm. So it's why when we're overwhelmed by something, we may drive to work on Saturday because we are on autopilot. Well, nothing is on autopilot right now. We are problem solving right and left. We're pivoting. We are every day making a different decision for our family and it's exhausting. And we need to expect that our kids are going to every now and then be upset about something, we are going to need to recognize, whew, need to take a walk around the block. <laughs> and this is, you know, some families, our kids are actually okay to leave in the house for us to walk around the block. And some families, they're not. We've got young kids, we've got kids with disabilities that we can't leave. Mm-hmm. And um, that's an added component to all of this, which again, makes it humanly impossible. So something has to go by the wayside. And, and what it is often is the structured schooling part and that's okay. All right. We've got a lot of information here. I want to dive into little bits and pieces of it if we can, Um, because you said a lot and it's, it it all merits like a little more discussion, the routine part. Okay. I don't know what day it is ever anymore. I don't like, and we just wrote a song about it because everyone on Facebook is like, is this Tuesday or Sunday or what? I mean, I took out the trash the other night, but our trash comes on Thursday morning, but it was Monday and I took out the trash and I was like, uh, I was feeling great about myself. Yeah. Like three days early. Yeah. I feel like it's a constant weekday, which is not my favorite kind of day. Like there's no kids sports that I can go to and there's no like, you know, there's no like relax and go out and play tennis, uh, you know, doubles tennis anymore because you can't go in contact with people. It's not a good idea. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, So that that not knowing what time it is, that's the right. big, been the biggest thing for me. Um, how do how do adults process that? How do children process that? Right. So we have these routine touch points that are automated that we don't even think about. They've all been taken away from us right now. So kids know, young kids think pretty much um, in a daily, day by day, and might be able to do a whole week, but they do not think in months. Mm-hmm. And adults, will we often think in like weekend events. Like in our head, we can remember like what we're doing each weekend this month because um, we're looking forward to some event. So we, and then daily, we of course think in terms of daily routines of it being dinner time and on Tuesday I do this so I know tomorrow feels like Wednesday. When all of that is stripped away and every day feels different, we need to start establishing new routines within our house. And honestly, it's going to come down to if the trash still comes every Thursday, that's when my family is going to have their trash routine. And we're going to be looking forward to getting all the small trash cans to the big trash can and the kids taking it down to the end of the driveway. And um, we need to think through maybe we are 
you know, FaceTiming certain people in the family on certain days. Um, are you telling me, are you telling me that chores could help get children through <laughs> yes. this? I just need, I yeah. need you to say that again. Cause that's fantastic. So that is something that I kind of put in the silver lining part of this whole experience. Our kids are home 24 seven. Now they do not learn actively learn at school the entire time they're there. There are transitions, they're eating, there's recess time, there's elective time, there's all of that. So the time that we actually need to sit down and do some reading, writing, and math is minimal. And there are resources that I've shared on my Facebook page and that other homeschool people have shared, depending on what age you are, how much active learning time it actually leaves a whole lot of other time. So one of the silver linings here is I think our kids can really learn a lot of life skills while they're home here. And that is the only way that we as a family are going to get through this time frame because parents are needing to work from home and kind of late elementary age and up can start doing a lot of these things around the house that would be really helpful. And we could put it on a routine with my own kids. We made a um, chores spirit week. So <laughs> I love Monday, this. Monday right. is make your bed Monday. And I have kids who have always struggled to make their beds. So it's more of like, we're going to practice making our bed on Monday. Tuesday is, oh gosh, what, oh, I mean, toilet paper Tuesday. Yeah, so we're refilling say. all the toilet paper. Wednesday is wash your clothes Wednesday, where we're practicing laundry. Thursdays take out the trash Thursday, and Friday is water the flowers Friday. Okay, so, so I hope you realize that we are going to, we'll, we'll give you credit, but we're going to take this. We're going to make a PDF absolutely. and a downloadable. Sure. And, yes. So the, the yeah. alliteration in there is fun. You know, my boys came up with this, and we've got to establish some sort of routine so we know what day it is. Because as I was just telling y'all, my work schedule is totally flipped around because my husband works in IT for our local hospital. He's working all the time, Monday through Friday, but not Saturday and Sunday yet. So they've got, they've got some on-call situations that are helping with that, but um, he's off Saturday and Sunday. So my weekends are now probably going to be my work days Um, which is totally disorienting to me. So I'm going to need something else to define my routine every other day. And let you know what day it is. Unless I know what day it is. Yes. So I want a little bit of a right turn here uh, because Emily specializes in children. She's given the adults some help uh, Mm -hmm. with with that fantastic uh, post that she had on Facebook. But for children, and particularly special needs children, because that's your specialty, um, what is distance learning? What is more screen time? Um, how does that affect children with special needs? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about um, good screens, bad screens, um, because I think that this situation is going to challenge us as parents to redefine how we think about screens. And I've been preaching this for a while, but um, it, it we're going to just have to embrace it during this situation. There's this whole spectrum of helpful screens and basically content on screens that would be hurtful. Um, And we all know what the hurtful stuff is. You know, we know our young kids shouldn't be watching violent things, shouldn't be actively playing violent video games. We know there should be all kinds of parental controls on social media and that young kids shouldn't have those things. All the video use of young kids that's, you know, Mm -hmm. has no Mm -hmm. password. Like, you you know, you had that other podcast about children being on TikTok yes, and things like yes. that. So we, we actually know all of the stuff that could be harmful. The mistake we make is... 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by Care of Pen. The birds are singing. Mm-hmm. The the buds are on the tree. Yes. Winter is finally turning into spring. Yeah, you're a big fan of the spring. And you know, I also love the sun finally coming out from hiding. And you know me. The cold weather just wreaks havoc on my skin, my energy levels, everything. And that is why you've, Kim, you've been trying the care of vitamin packs? Yep. They have these daily packs that you can take on the go, like ceramides, which help reinforce your skin's protective barrier, and iron for energy levels. Yeah, it's awesome because all you do to get started is take a short online quiz about your lifestyle and your health goals and care of will give you doctor backed recommendations and they ship high quality personalized vitamins supplements and powders conveniently to your door every month and something new at care of if you're not yet ready to subscribe to monthly packs some of their best selling vitamins are now also available in bottles for 50% off your first Care of subscription order, go to takecareof.com and enter code HOLDERNESS50. That's 50% off your first Care of subscription order at takecareof.com and use code HOLDERNESS50. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Pen, you know I'm always looking for a snack that's both nutritious and tasty. Both a little snacky, yes. Uh, but of course, the healthy stuff tastes like sand, and the stuff that tastes good isn't healthy, right? Not IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are a quick, low-carb option that I love to grab for my midday slump. So start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. Get seven IQ Bar flavors, four IQ Mix flavors, and four IQ Joe flavors. And today, our listeners get an exclusive offer for 20% off plus free shipping. Just text Holderness to 64000, which is 64000. All IQ Bar products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMO, and artificial sweeteners. Plus, they're packed with high-quality ingredients to keep you physically and mentally fit. And they have a bunch of delicious flavors like chocolate sea salt, which is my favorite, peanut butter chip, and wild blueberry. Don't forget over 10,000 five-star reviews and counting. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text HOLDERNESS to 64000. Get your discount. Text HOLDERNESS to 64000. That's HOLDERNESS to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Assuming that all screens are bad, because they're not. And this is sometimes really hard for parents to embrace because there is a, a generational shift And this is part of the reason I think that there's been a lot of resistance to learning through technology. And and I am 100% in favor of the relationship-based in-person learning, and that will be what we get back to. Um, That is the best way to teach and learn. I'm just saying within this framework of our reality right now, we've got to be flexible on allowing kids to learn over media, over FaceTime, over Zoom, over Google Classroom, 
Um, it's going to be best for kids, especially kids with disabilities, if they could see their teacher and see their see a person that they're connecting to. That's going to be better than just here are the assignments and mom's helping me do the assignments. So the best situation of that side of screen use is social interaction, which we're doing a lot of calling grandma over FaceTime. My own kindergarten age son they're sending Flipgrid videos back and forth, all the little five-year-olds, and it's adorable. Aww. And they're like presenting a book that they read, and then they're giving feedback in a little like you know eight-second video because it, it's just so cute. And they're getting each day. My son wants to look at it. He's craving that social attention. And if we say no, we can't do screens. We're depriving kids in this situation of social attention. So we've got to really make sure all of our kids are getting enough socialization. You know, when I'm checking in with my clients this week, I'm asking about sleep. I'm asking about exercise. I'm asking about nutrition and about socialization because we have to work harder to figure out this week and moving forward if we're getting what we need to be happy. I think introverts are cool. We're good. Mm -hmm. Um, Extroverts, like I felt like I needed to check on you, Penn. Um, You're going to actively have to figure out how you're going to get what you need. Well, I will even say, though, for even as an introvert, here's my thing with it is I, I, I am even struggling because it's not, there's nothing like being told you can't go somewhere to then want right. to go somewhere. But then also, I have a lot of people in my space. So I don't get that. We work from, we've always worked from home. So we haven't had that adjustment, thank goodness. But we, now I have people all up in my junk. And it's, right. it is so it's that it, that's so the hard, so to speak. But then I will say, um, What's been a life giver for my very extroverted son is he's doing these Zoom play dates in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Not, not every night, but he's done a couple. And it is just to see him light up. And for him, I mean, he, he does play video games and he communicates that way. So for him, it's it he loves it. I don't think he's I don't think he gets it yet that he hasn't seen his friends in a while. They know like we locked it down like the day I, I even like a few days before the school announced that they're getting out like we're not going anywhere else like so they truly haven't seen friends and then mm-hmm. I, I get so judge this isn't has nothing to do with nothing i get so judgmental when i see like these big group of kids around the neighborhood i'm like what are we doing this for no if- I'm, I'm with you on that and and i never thought i would be that person but i i saw it like i'm turning into my parents i saw these teenage meddling teenage kids <laughs> i'm just calling kids. them meddling teenage they were walking about two feet away from each other and not six feet and they were palling around and like slapping each other on the back and i'm like those young people don't understand this well it um, just, it's so infuriating <laughs> because like why are we doing this yeah but also and then, listen so, to us then i know we <laughs> sound so, so hard well and, um, and you've got there was also a great um visual out on Facebook about there's that circle of control, like what I can control, what I can't control. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Yeah. And on the outside, like outside the circle is like other people following social distancing rules. I know, but I want to control it. Uh, I know like the next door, like Facebook page, like the, of our neighborhood was lit up and I I did not (laughs) engage Penny with, with reference to young people. Yes. Yeah. And then the moms of the young people were defending it saying, well, they were just in school with them. So, if they're infected, they're infected. And I was like, oh, yeah. Lord. Anyway, anyway. Well, well let's, let's, I mean, cool, she, cool, cool. she was checking in on me, honey. And then we, uh, we, uh, sorry. We, but, 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 but I, I do, like, I am seeing a part of Kim that I've never seen before.
before where she, she like wants to go outside and hug someone. And so take that and maybe multiply it by about a thousand. Like once the, they give the all clear, um, I'm going to hug everybody, I everyone. Yeah. I don't care who I'm going to hug. Like for me, I've been doing the best I can to teach and keep in touch with people. Thank you. Zoom for what you do. Thank you. Google hangout for what you do and FaceTime. Right. But I need to touch people to feel connected. <laughs> I do. And it's not a weird perverted thing. I had a really hard time that like the week or two before we were quarantined that we were not hugging people. Yeah. I am a Southern hugger. Yeah. And I was having the hardest time restraining yeah. myself and was just giving people jazz hands. And I just <laughs> couldn't, I just had to do something. But I mean, now we're getting more used to it. And I even will see people on TV hug and I'm like, oh, oh, but it's TV. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll see we're, we're getting yeah. conditioned and used to it, but we do have to be careful about what we need socially because we get these needs met without even thinking about it out in our day-to-day life. We need to pay attention to when we're irritable, when we're fatigued, when we feel lonely, and we need to do something about it. It's not just, you know, a feeling we're having that means nothing. It is a signal that we need something and we need to talk to our partners about it and say, hey, I need an hour to be outside and walk this afternoon or whatever it is. Um, and really help each other get what we need as parents. Because again, when the parents feel happy and stable and good, the families are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we talk to our kids about the, the the just the disappointment? I mean, we've had. I'm yeah. not. I mean, I know as an adult, like we've canceled spring break plans and we canceled a big we have a big trip to africa canceled it doesn't look likely i know but that's the sort of thing like i can't even get it out because i'm like that means nothing there are people dying it's not important at all and yeah and we do try like i I feel like it's a mistake we go down the road of you think this is bad what about that and i don't know if that's the best way to go so we're disappointed but i'm a grown-up and i know that we'll do it another time it's 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 our first pandemic so we don't really know what we're doing so um but the kids were they're, they're, I have to say they're dealing really well, but they're very disappointed about, you know, some sports tournaments that were canceled. Just, you know, and the end of your dances, things like that. How do we talk to our kids and kind of coach them through feeling all these feels? Right. Most everything that has been um, canceled, at least with trips, um, the best thing to do is to try to talk about how it can get rescheduled at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest disappointing things are the things that are canceled and will be will be missed, like graduations. graduations. And so Pro- I'm hopeful, right? I'm hopeful that schools will try to do some some virtual things with those. Yeah. But it, this is going to come down to something that defines them as a generation and one day they're going to be talking about hey i was a coronavirus senior that year and they're gonna these are going to be stories they tell their kids just like we tell our kids where we were when 9-11 happened Mm -hmm. so um you know some of this can't be fixed and um it's we we will make the best of it and it will be one of those things that they're just going to be telling stories about but it is a process they all their feelings are valid they need to process those feelings some of these things can be rescheduled and it is best to talk to young children about you know instead of you know all of our plans have been canceled because that's a big emotional thing to process talking about well we've decided to reschedule this until it's safer to go mm-hmm. on this trip and that's a little bit um, softer of a blow to processing change right 
And I think it is easy for us as parents who do have more world experience than our kids do to say, you know, we need to be grateful. We have, uh, you know, electricity and a house and the internet, and we're able to digitally connect with all these people. We have food, you know, it's easy for us to say, we need to be grateful, but we've got to remember the child is perceiving this within their life experience, not our life experience. So while we want to say, you know, suck it up and be grateful. That's actually not their experience. Their experience is that this may be the, you know, most difficult thing that's happened to them this year. You know, they may have, of course, they looked forward to their prom and their graduation, their whole high school career. So Mm -hmm. this is a big deal to them. And we need to um, empathize and validate and try to make the, the most of the situation and what they're learning out of it. And what can we do to help others? And really, it's more about what can we do to help others? And then they'll realize, oh, I do have things to be grateful for. You know, I wake up every morning incredibly grateful to the Internet. Oh, my gosh. And even my my 12-year-old son is like, what would you have done if this had happened in the 90s? (laughs) No, he's so right. He's so right. Because (laughs) like whenever this, yeah, whenever the Spanish flu was, I think they had telephones, but it costs like a month's worth of wages to call the guy next door to you or something (laughs) like it was, it was, I I think I read something about that. So you know what I'm worried about, Emily? And this, I mean, tell me I'm insane here. Like if this goes on for too long, what if this like affects the self-confidence and the like the outwardliness and kind of the, the, the mannerisms of like an entire generation of children who are like they, they've learned how to go out into the world. They've learned how to be safe. They've learned how to be confident. They've learned how to talk to each other and interact. When they get done with this, are they going to be conditioned to be different people than they were before it started? I don't think so, but I, cause we're all humans and we all will still be, have human nature and social, we're all social beings and we yeah. will, like you said, when this is over, go out and hug everyone. And I hope that's what, I hope it's a big and fat Lord of the Flies. Are, I hope our kids leave and don't come back for two days. Like yes, I hope they just disappear. I predict we will see a shift and all of the online ways we have connected i think a lot of those are going to stick around because we've gotten used to it i think it's going to be a long enough time that you know hospitals and schools are going to you know work out the kinks of all of this telehealth and online learning and i i do hope that there are you know more options for that because there are lots of kids that i work with who don't fit into traditional schooling very well And they're actually kind of thriving right now. They are, you know, really loving being at home on a slower pace, learning from familiar people and on their own. And I think some of those benefits and silver lining pieces of this could potentially stick around. But no, I think there will be a camaraderie around, you know, I was a teenager, I was a college student when this thing happened. And just like we have for 9-11, you know, I was in my first year of graduate school and, um, you know, when, you know, we didn't, couldn't go anywhere for a while after that because all the planes were grounded. That's something we remember and it forever changed air travel. Those types of cult, kind of cultural changes, I think, will stick around. But no, we are wired to connect and that will not go away. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that makes yeah. me feel better. I, I, I don't know why I've been, like, it's been a creeping feeling of mine. But that makes sense. And I, I, we always like to look on the bright side here. And there are some silver linings. You, sure. did, you did mention, I mean, there's no home. I mean, our kids have homework. I'm using air quotes, but they do it 
in, in that that gap time, like you were t- talking about, like it's not all instruction time. Uh, right. There's like it, the hectic. There's no rush. Like we don't have twelve birthday parties to go to on a Saturday. Right. Um, what are some of the other silver linings that? you know, that you're saying. Yeah. So one of the things that speaking of the homework, that is such a great silver lining is just the time of day. So we, and and this, I'm good on my soapbox about homework, but we ask our kids to work all day long at school to do some sort of extracurricular. And then during their most fatigued part of the day, you know, four to six or five to seven, you have to do all this work on your own and you're not done and you can't sleep until you finish it. You know, that sounds kind of crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I, um, a lot of kids with disabilities I work with will have modified homework or will advocate for them not having homework until more like middle school where they're more independent with their work. But I think all kids are like, whew, this is better. Like it is better to be able to work for like a high schooler three or four hours during the day and then be done, just Mm -hmm. be done. Cause that is the time of day that we all are more alert. And I hope some silver linings come out of this. And this could be one of the positive benefits of we've stripped everything away, all of our routines, anything we were used to because of routine, but maybe wasn't good for us. Like the overscheduling and the homework and the, all the things we do on the weekend and can we figure out what we really want to do and just add that stuff back mm-hmm. once we're getting back into scheduling stuff. Um, other silver linings uh, I mentioned before is teaching our kids life skills. You know, my kids have seen me cook more than they have ever seen me cook in the <laughs> last week. You know, usually our kitchen is my husband and I tag teaming, which night the other one is is cooking after work and I have time to make a plan. I have time to defrost things. I always forget to defrost yes. things, you know. There I have time to think about it now. And um it's so much less stressful. And um I'm cooking with my kids. They're helping prepare things. Um because usually it's hurry up and go and um I I can do it faster than yes. they can. So um, you fall into a habit of of doing things and not teaching um, and not waiting for them to, to do the thing in the kitchen you're trying to teach. And even though it takes forever for a, you know, five-year-old to, you know, put peanut butter on toast or whatever you're doing, you're, it's, a, it's a life skill to teach. And you have the time now to sit there and coach them through it. I really hope that we now that we have kind of stripped down and, and we've seen how it's possible to just stop life, just hit the control yeah. alt, delete on our schedule. It is <laughs> Emily. Our schedule is we we had a February March schedule that if you looked at it, it was like is that humanly possible for like right. I was having anxiety right. looking at my calendar and then all of a sudden it went away. And I was like, wow, that can happen. And nobody died. Like nobody. So I, I, I pray for myself, at least that when we start adding things in, and we, we start that it is things we truly at our core right. love and enjoy and bring us together as a family and not all this just like extra. Crap. Yeah. And here's what I've noticed. We are all in this together. So I don't have the feeling that I'm disappointing anyone when I say, 
I'm not going to be able to schedule a therapy session at that time because I don't have childcare. Everyone's like, oh, I get it. Tell me when you're available. Yes. We'll be there. You know, and I before I would have really thought about, gosh, I don't want to disappoint my families. I want to be there for them. But since we're all in it together, there's a, a common sense of do the best you can and we will make it work. And when we're in crisis mode like that, we really are our best selves and we really only do the things that are truly necessary and truly helpful. And we don't do things just to make other people happy. We don't waste our time doing things that we, you know, only need to do because we don't have enough time. Yeah. We don't have enough time to do that that fluff stuff anymore. Yeah, and I hope I can just personally can find the guts to, if there's something on the schedule or something is offered or something, I'm invited somewhere and I don't want to go, I hope I still have strength to say, like, that actually doesn't work for me. So, right. um, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just, I, I, I'm, let me tell you, your chore chart right there and making, I'll know what day it is by the chores <laughs> we're doing um, is, is, and they, the, so the, the alliteration was excellent. You can remember it like everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And you're welcome. I know, I know your, your, your patients and the families you work with are so glad you have internet and you can work with them. Quick pop way. quiz, pop quiz, Emily, what day is it? Go. No, don't think, say oh it, say it, say oh it, say it, say it. Wednesday. <laughs> Did you say Wednesday? I still she had did. to think about it. You had to think my about it, right? Yeah, my six-year-old today was like, is it Sunday? It, it, <laughs> no, baby, it's not. It is not. Uh, um, not. You are the very best. Thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, that's okay, good. Bye. Bye. You guys, we are all in this together. We're all in this together. Which is not as good. So if you're on YouTube, don't Google that song. Look at the bad lip reading version of that song. That'll make you smile. Which is don't stare at the sun or else your eyes will will burn out. Don't stare at her. His name was Daryl. Daryl the pony. (laughs) And he is looking for a gifted young rider. Okay. If you haven't seen it, like adults and children, (laughs) you will enjoy it. It is my favorite version. Anyway, um, if you made it this far in the podcast, we love you. Might hit a screenshot, hit us up on Instagram stories and tag us. And I love to respond to those. So we love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.